what's up? How's it going? Welcome back to Hungry for Apples with your host, Farron. Last episode, I shared some thoughts on what it means to take self-mastery into account. And then I recorded a follow-up episode that didn't actually get recorded. That was very masterful of me. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that it didn't happen because it gave me an opportunity to speak about this with myself for a little bit longer or, you know, think about it, however you want to look at it. And what I'm realizing is the reason self-mastery is so foreign for so many people is because there's a lack of trust and this lack of trust is actually dependent on other people versus the person having trust in themselves. And this is a very confusing and very unhelpful over a long period of time. Sure, you want to trust the people that are around you. That's not what I'm talking about. There's not one single person that's going to come in and help you heal and change and shift and expand. No matter who they are. No matter who they are. They're mentors, coaches, all of that. They can really only go so far. And that isn't because they're limited. That's just because they aren't you. Now, I do believe that it's a good idea to work with people, coaches, mentors, that kind of thing. But to place all of your trust on that person is where the disconnect is coming for most people, from what I can tell. So my thoughts around this are that if you don't trust yourself and you haven't actually established a method of trusting yourself, it is very hard to truly trust someone else. And that has no, it's like, doesn't mean there's something wrong with the other person or you. In fact, we don't use right and wrong anymore. So the dynamic would just be unhelpful to the two of you because you might put too much trust on them that creates a very uncomfortable dynamic, especially if that coach doesn't know how to turn that around and rectify it. I think that last part is actually a pretty big issue because many people want to be what's called a life coach and they're often quite young, which, you know, it's great. I'm glad people are so motivated, but I'm feeling as though some of them have to live their life a little bit first before they start coaching other people under this terminology. But if it's a system that they've been taught, then great, go ahead, do the steps, see what happens. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if you're drawn there genuinely and it falls in line with what is actually vibrationally compatible for you. And that brings me to my second point. Or another thought if you don't trust yourself how are you going to recognize what is actually compatible for you to work with so this becomes kind of one of those proverb kind of things where there's no answer until you develop a conversation with your inner being with your 
you know, going towards your higher self, that kind of thing. I mean, things will be helpful, but it's over long term, it ends up not sustainable because what happens is the trust becomes outsourced as a habit because we kind of get used to going to that other person and we end up unintentionally really leaning very far into that so-called trust and it isn't going to increase the trust within ourselves. Another thing that I'm noticing is that many people want to increase their intuitive scope. So what does that even mean? Any kind of psychic stuff, um, any clairvoyance, whatever guideline or parameter you put on in intuition, people are jumping to that because they look and they see, you know, whether it's tarot cards or divination or some kind of mediumship, they want to jump to that space and they're skipping the part where they teach themselves to trust themselves in order to actually tap into their intuition and feed it. It's really interesting to watch. I don't think like, I was about to say, I don't think there's anything wrong with this, but it is definitely part of what would be a very dynamic shift in someone and it in a sense as far as it being very prominent now a lot of people are a little afraid of, of what's going on as far as moving forward in society right now so it's coming up a lot and I think it would be a good idea if this is you and you want to develop your intuitive powers intuitive powers like they're superpowers anyhow you want to develop the, your intuitive side but you haven't spent time figuring out how to speak to yourself and how to really interact with your inner being try to set up a way where you establish some kind of trust now there are some really simple ways to go about that one of them would be make sure that you don't make promises to yourself and then just blow it off. I can just do that later kind of thing. Every single time you do that, it's a, a little hit on your self, um, self-confidence. Yeah. The more promises you make, the more likely you are to lessen your self-confidence. So switch it, promise things to yourself and keep the promises and as soon as you keep them, you can add more and add more and you'll have this whole kind of soup to work with. This is directly related to your self-confidence, that one. And without confidence, it's really hard to feel safe in your system. And if you don't feel safe in your system, then you don't trust what's going on. And the trust again becomes outsourced because you're not grounded in your body. Body would be system. One thing I could point out is trusting your intuition, your inner voice, and trusting yourself. They can be interchangeable if you go from, you know, like base one versus trying to become a mind reader or something like that. 
So one of the things that I would suggest would be to establish trust with your intuition in the, there are three ways that I'll share real quick. One of them is lessen or be more selective of who you interact with for a designated amount of time. So this is spoken about often in many spiritual communities, you know, stick with like minds as you're in your development phase, you know, focus on the community that's around you so that you have like some kind of reference. This includes the things you listen to, podcasts, shows, movies, music, the things people say on social media, whether you're listening to them or reading their words. Every single thing applies here. You can choose some and kind of start to filter them out and see how you feel. Keep a journal, come back to it, check in with yourself and see how that works for you. If you do take that route, pair these other things with it. So if you do this for a certain amount of time, let's say a month, for that same amount of time, don't ask anyone for any kind of advice or predictions or anything like that. S slow down on that kind of stuff for the entire time that you're limiting who you're interacting with. Even if you're extremely selective, it's not about that. Do hang out with other people, do interact with other people. I'm not saying become a recluse and hide in your house for a month and see what happens. What I'm saying is, is still be there and notice if you're triggered to ask advice or for some kind of prediction, uh, some kind of forward thinking that isn't necessarily helpful at this time. You're doing this for you. Other people won't, they don't even need to know that you're doing this. Okay, so keep it to yourself. It will be more beneficial. Spend this amount of time that month that you chose to really get to know yourself. Choose some kind of a practice. If you meditate, refine the practice for the month. Maybe do something that's very specific. If you are a mover, add something in or take something out. Notice your reactions and see how it works for you. So what are we talking about, Farron? We're talking about building trust. Building trust with ourselves and understanding how we actually act before we include anybody else in what's going on. So we're looking for our reactions so that we can slow them down and take time to act, not react. Going through this process is going to help what I was talking about before in recognizing what is vibrationally incompatible. It's a really good idea to look at what's not working in this specific situation first, because sometimes our ego gets a hold of this and wants us to try all kinds of things because there's like a trigger in the fact that you are removing 
people or practices or you're making this change. So just kind of watch out for that. Everything you come across will be relevant to what you're trying to figure out. So if it's causing you to really, really think hard, just put it aside for the month. Notice where you're adding a lot of thinking energy and see if that's actually helping you trust yourself or if your mind is part of the reason why you're not trusting what's going on because you're letting it bounce around and look at all of the options possible. This is normal. You just have to go through the process and see what you naturally do so that you can do something about it. If you don't ever go through the process, you might apply practices and maneuvers and, and thought, um, thought streams that don't actually work for you, but you just kind of think they do because they resonate with something from Lord knows when. When it comes to this whole situation and you do your month or not, notice if outsourcing your intuition is a serious habit for you. Because at one point, everyone's a seeker, okay? This is part and parcel for becoming who you are. After a while, the seeking needs to kind of slow down so that you can do all this other stuff of learning who you are and work with the practices that have come to you versus reading extra books and getting new getting new practices and then getting more books and reading more and more and more and more and more. The more data you take on, the more you're going to have to slough off, you know, and it, the more you have to slough off, the longer some things will take. This is just natural because each thing has its own process to go through, but it might get a little bit frustrating after a while. So if you are in the seeker category, and you've been there for a very long time, take note of that. Have a little talk with yourself and see if you can turn a corner, maybe close some books, put some things in a box under the bed, and work with less information. One of the ways to stop outsourcing your intuition is there's this three-step process that I like. So first of all, you have to understand what the most prominent reason is that you would want to ask someone else for advice or some kind of a prediction or any other kind of um, support. Now, I know we all want to be supported, but there comes a point in emotional integration where you have to support yourself. You have to just believe that the other people are still there supporting you, but you are the top notch. You are the one that is in charge. You are the one that's giving yourself the hug. You are the one that's saying the things to you that nobody ever said to you that you've always wanted to hear. You are the one that's coming to that door and opening it and doing all of those things for yourself. Nobody else is ever going to do it for you, no matter what they say. It's just not possible. They, they mean well, it's just not possible. So you have to know what things are triggering you and what is actually going on there. So that would be step one. 
what's going on, what is causing you to forget where you are and jump into needing someone else's information. When you do notice that you want to do that thing, ask that question, gain that confirmation, as soon as you notice, stop right there in your tracks and follow the thread within the body and find that root cause. You might be able to feel it physically. For many of us, it's a mental thread and it may not come up right away. You might have to do this process a few times before you really notice what the common theme is throughout your life. And it will make it a little easier when you go forward with this process. When you are there, sit with it. Regardless of if you know your root cause, your root trauma, regardless of that, still sit with what you found. Surrender into the now moment. It might be very emotional. Nine times out of 10, it feels really bad. But anytime things feel that bad, and then I mean that bad, this is a density that's releasing from your body. I know that sounds weird. Okay, I know that sounds weird. I'm trying to develop how to use these more sciencey words <laughs> and not have them be wrong. So there's this parallel between very deep, dark emotional feelings and a dense, lower vibration. And that's why I'm, I'm looking at it this way. When you do surrender to the now moment and you go through a process, write down what you went through or whatever decisions you came up with or whatever intuitive hits came in. Intuitive hits would be thoughts or words, colors, things like that. Write them down and don't show it to anybody at all. Just have it there so that you can go back to it later and see what you went through. This is actually a really genuine thing to do for yourself. Your future you will thank you. So through seeking, we, re we regain our eyes, but then we have to figure out when to stop trying to find more. So you can go through this process, this three-step process that I just went through. It might bring up things that you haven't yet encountered. That would be normal, but also just notice if that's your ego side saying, we need more, we need more, we need more, we're not safe, we need more information, because that's also a habit. That need of information is not a heart-based act. It's a very head-based act. And what we're trying to do with all of this is to bring us down into the heart, which is a much higher vibration than the head. I know not very many people talk about it that way, but it is that way. At least that's my physical experience. In order to embody all of this, our system 
has to get used to what is going on around us and within us. Often our emotions have a tendency to pull us in a direction because of the way that we have kind of fragmented them and compartmentalized them. And there's always story there. And that story is based on form. It's based on what we think has happened, what we remember, the emotions that have kind of smashed together. That's why all of those moments come up when you feel very dense, very low, very upset. Maybe you're laying on your floor wondering why the heck all these memories are coming up. This is because your body's releasing a lot of stuff at once. If that's happening for you when you go through any of these practices, I recommend you letting it happen. This way, it will be a little bit easier to release. Now, easy is not a very great word to use here because this is all so individual, it's so relative to what we're going through personally. But emotional density feels pretty similar on all of the people. And there's always the other side to that coin. You just have to go through the process. The biggest part of all of this is not to give yourself any grief, you know, make sure that you're paying attention to what your inner voices are saying. If there's a critic in there, you haven't established trust with your system. And that's one of the other ways that you can establish trust. You can go through the intuition. Um, you can go through with boundaries. That's a good one. The, the original process I was talking about, the three main ways to establish trust with your intuition, that's very boundary centric. The other way that I was alluding to just now is to establish a relationship with the three main energy centers of the body. So your divine feminine, the moon, divine masculine, the sun portion, and then the, some people say androgynous. I have not actually come up with a word that feels coalescent enough of sun and moon, masculine and feminine, but that would be the third energy center that you can establish a um, conversation with and you need to establish safety in the body. This is a whole other podcast that I can go into and I will because I started a little series on self-mastery and this is the second episode. All right, I think that's all. Thank you so much for being here, listening. Let me know if you have any questions or if you have any suggestions for a topic that you would like to hear me speak on. The email is hungryforapplespodcast at gmail.com. Bye now.
All right, that's our show for this week. Thanks for listening all the way through.